Hello and welcome to the Personal Investor Podcast. I'm Ed Monk. Today on the show, we are seeing the immediate effects that interest rates have on those companies most exposed to them, the banks chief among them. But what is happening to other assets where the link is less obvious? Gold and commercial property, both popular among retail investors, have seen big price movements in recent weeks and months. What's going on? If you enjoy the show, please rate us, share us or leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. Markets have been scrambling to work out the likely consequences of higher interest rates on banks and the knock-on effects for the wider economy. But attention is also turning to other assets, where movements in interest rates are also causing big movements in prices. Both gold and commercial property have been buffeted in recent weeks and months and are reacting to daily changes in expectations for inflation and rates. What's happening and what risks and opportunities does it hold for investors? To answer that, I'm joined by Tom Stevenson, Investment Director here at Fidelity. Tom, welcome along. Um, Let's start, shall we, with the situation prior to the last few weeks, which has kind of changed the picture again, I suppose. Um, But we've had rates rising for more than a year. Inflation has been very high and, 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 and rising in that time, although it may have peaked. What has been the effect of all that on the two assets that we're talking about today, gold and commercial property? Yeah. So actually, before we get to gold and and commercial property, I mean, just just more generally on uh, the impact of rising interest rates. I think, you know, what we're what we're really seeing uh, is just how important interest Mm -hmm. rates are as uh, as a mechanism for regulating the economy. They're kind of the weather, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're like the, what's good, you know, it sort of affects everything. And it... A- absolutely. A- it affects absolutely everything. And the ripples go out and, and, and nothing, there's really nowhere to hide mm. when you get a situation like we've had over the last year or so when uh, interest rates have risen very quickly from next to nothing, practically zero, to historically not high levels but reasonably high levels you know close close to five percent that's a really massive change and it's impacting every single asset class around yeah exactly and that's really that sort of lies underneath our conversation today doesn't it it's you can see the the sort of very linear relationships that that certain assets will have with interest rates but as you say it's an interconnected system and what probably the next few months or even years may be about is really understanding the full effects of this as they work their way through the system. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it, it reminds me of that um, uh, that uh, expression that uh, Warren Buffett uses about, you know, it's when the tide goes out mm-hmm. that you realise who's been swimming naked. And mm. the tide going out in in today's context is, is obviously this removal of this massive stimulus that we've had in the form of, of practically zero free money um, for the last 15 years since the financial crisis. And, and what's happened over the last year has been a reversal of that tide. The tide is going out and we're now seeing the consequences. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it with technology stocks. Most recently, of course, we've seen it with, uh, with the banks and you know, the collapse of SVB, which was directly a consequence of rising interest rates because of its misjudgment of uh, the impact of rising interest rates on the bond market. Um, and then, of course, that brings us to you know what we're here to talk about with with gold and and yes. commercial real estate. So on that point, then, yes. Yeah, so the scene, really. Let's set the scene for for both those two assets. So take them in turn, shall we? Gold. Um, the last year or got in in gold. We we've, we've spoken actually on the podcast before about how 
it's a historic hedge against inflation. Inflation has been very high. You might expect gold to rise for that reason. It hasn't been that straightforward, has it, in the past year? No, I mean, it's been it's been up and down. Um, more recently, uh, gold has been pretty strong. So for the last three or four months, gold has been on the up. And indeed, uh, it stands at the moment at, at close to 2000 dollars an ounce uh, which is which is not very far from its all-time high of 2075 dollars uh, an ounce now that's in some ways slightly perplexing because um, uh, typically you would expect um, gold uh, not to do well when interest rates were were rising and the reason for that is that when interest rates are rising and the returns that you can achieve on relatively safe um, assets like um, um, government bonds, for example, or indeed just cash deposits, as they go up, then the opportunity cost of holding gold also rises because mm-hmm. gold doesn't pay an income. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rising interest rates you would expect to be bad for, for gold. On the other hand, um, uh, gold has tended to be a hedge, as you mentioned before, against um, rising uh, inflation. And obviously inflation has been has been um, high. Gold is also um, typically uh, 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 a protection against just uncertainty in the mm-hmm. global economy. Now, of course, in the last three months or so, we've had a lot of uncertainty uh, in in the global economy. So I think that, you know, there are it's a kind of two way pull here. You know, there are reasons why gold might have done well. You would expect it to have done well and reasons why you would expect it not to have done well. Yeah. And we're going to come on to just the, the most recent period and how that's affecting gold, in particular, interest rate expectations. Mm. Um, but let's shift to commercial property and do the same thing. The the past, well, I say the past year, let's go back to the pandemic, shall we, when it comes to commercial property, because that's part of this story as well. Yes, it is. I mean, um, com- commercial property is 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 extremely exposed to to interest rates uh, and that's because um, property is uh, is, a, is a good source of income it's a reliable source of income mm-hmm. um, and it is a relatively stable um, asset price so their uh, asset so therefore uh, it tends to be um, a good uh, piece of collateral against a, a bank loan so people tend to people tend to invest in property using borrowed money so therefore that in itself creates this vulnerability to movements in interest rates so no surprise that as interest rates have risen over the last year or so um, commercial property uh, values have fallen and that's the same effect that you see in the residential property market because it's more expensive to borrow so you know demand which Demand is people wanting properties, but it's also their ability to actually go out and buy them. Yeah. That depends on rates of, of uh, interest on, on borrowing. So it's the same effect there. And exactly the same effect as with residential mortgages, that as um, uh, fixed rates of borrowing roll over and have to be refinanced, um, as people have found with their mortgages, um, the rate at which they're able to refinance their mortgages is much higher. Exactly the same thing has happened in the commercial property world. And so property investors are finding that uh, the amount they're having to pay on their borrowings for these big, um, Mm -hmm. expensive properties is a lot higher than it was 
three or four years ago when they took out the loans for, for those properties. So exactly the same problem. So that's the first uh, issue with um, with commercial property and how it's linked to, to, to interest rates. The other, um, the, the other connection is actually with the banks. And we, you know, we talked about the, Im- the impact of interest rates on, on banks. Now, it's not so much of an issue in, in the UK, but in the US, it's a major uh, problem. And people are really just beginning to talk about this because many of these smaller and regional um, banks, um, which are you know, facing facing problems because of rising interest rates, are some of the most important players in in lending to commercial property. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that you know, with with smaller with smaller um, banks in the U.S., something like forty percent of their of the assets that they own are loans on commercial property. Um, uh, so so there's a real there's a real connection there, and I think the fear is. That as these banks um, uh, rein in their lending, become more cautious in the face of rising interest rates, that is going to cause a problem with with commercial property. And then, so that's the second issue. Um, there are a couple of other issues which are worth mentioning. And you you talked about going back to the to the pandemic. Well, yeah. So the third issue uh, with commercial property is um, is 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 not around the financing or the cost of property. It's around demand for property. So what we've seen. Since the pandemic, with with the 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 advent of widespread working from home, um, and, um, and and indeed as the pandemic has has finished and people have started to come back into the office, they've only really come back partially into the office. So we've got this hybrid working situation. So many offices are busy Tuesday to Thursday and they're empty Monday to Friday. Um, I I saw a figure um, today um, when I was um, looking into this uh, that that occupancy over the whole Monday to Friday for offices in central London is something like 30%. Mm. Now, before the pandemic, it was 60 to 80%. So it's been a massive drop in in demand for for property, and that's obviously affected prices. And then just the the final, the the, the fourth factor about commercial property at the moment um, is that uh, is is climate change. Right. Property buildings account for something like forty percent of global carbon emissions. It's a hugely important factor in the whole climate change issue. And so lots of um, environmental regulations coming in um, and property, um, uh, many, many properties are simply uh, not going to be uh, up to scratch in terms of those environmental regulations within the next um, few years. So there's a huge amount of property which is potentially stranded. Um, and that is starting to be factored into prices as well. Loads to um, Load. pack <laughs> in, in there. I mean, none of it's good. I mean, it's dwelling on commercial property then. I mean, as you've said, there's factors affecting demand for, for, for these properties. But just focusing on the on the banking side of this, uh, and you've mentioned that these small regional banks, and we call them regional banks. I mean, they're big banks, aren't they, by our standards? But, yeah. but they are... They're not lending to the entirety, to global markets or what have you. It's, it's more localised. Um, they will have all sorts of rules around th- their lending. They'll have to hold assets against their loans. And obviously what's happened in the in the past few years is that, and particularly the past year, is that um, the loans that they've lent versus the value of the properties 
that ratio has changed and not for the better. So this is why people are worried about a credit crunch because these banks aren't going to lend to that sector anymore because yeah because uh, they're not able to they're not able uh, according to, yeah. to their to their internal rules yeah or the rules that are imposed on them um, by the regulator yeah so it becomes a self feeding thing because the property companies then are having to refinance at higher rates but the banks are unwilling to actually lend to them even mm-hmm. at those higher rates uh, and so then you get a situation where and um, you know some property owners will be then forced sellers they will have to sell and they're selling into a market which as we described uh is suffering from from lower lower demand yeah uh, so it's a it, it's a multifaceted problem okay so none of that's good in terms <laughs> of commercial property gold will just return to in terms of its its behavior in the past few weeks because there has been big rises in the price of gold just recently what do you think's happening there given all we said about the the factors normally impacting gold yeah well i mean i and i think this is where we can link the two things together because all of these things are very 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 connected and uh, i i think that one of the reasons why gold uh uh, has risen has been just a generalized flight to safe havens um, at a time of great uncertainty and this 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 unfolding banking crisis if you can call it that um, you know maybe it falls short of a crisis actually let's hope so mm. um, uh, but it has created a lot of uncertainty and it's been layered on top of lots of other uncertainty around you know Ukraine and China and all sorts of uh, other other factors investors have tended to gravitate towards perceived safe havens and and gold is one of them. I think the other thing that's going on is related to interest rates. So I think that the the investors in gold are actually preempting what they think will be the next move in interest rates because um, given given the the problems in the banking sector, um, given uh, the likelihood that that banks will be lending less. It all raises the prospect that we may be moving towards a recession Mm. um, uh, globally and that interest rates have probably therefore peaked uh, at at their current level. And I think that's what the gold market is, is looking forward to, is looking forward to lower interest rates and maybe, and this is where really gold comes into its own, maybe a situation where uh, central banks feel that they need to keep interest rates artificially low, what's sometimes called financial repression, keep interest rates and bond yields low, while at the same time tolerating higher inflation than they would normally want to, the, yeah. higher than their target. Um, so what what that effectively does is that, that creates this situation of, of what's called negative real interest rates so lower interest rates than the rate of inflation and that is quite good for gold because in that situation um, the fact that gold doesn't pay you an income is less of a concern I mean disentangling all of this stuff is 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 very very difficult and I'm I'm wondering from an enormous investor's point of view what are the takeaways and lessons from all of this Um, I suppose it's that if you're going to have assets like commercial property and gold which are perfectly um, reasonable things for retail investors to hold, ordinary investors, let's call them. Mm. Um, do it, but if you do, do it at the margins because, as we're seeing, they can move quite a lot in short periods of time. And certainly something like commercial property, not recently, but certainly going back a few years, four or five years, it was very, very popular with, with retail investors, wasn't it? And there were there were problems related to that because mm. there were movements in prices and... Um, 
and and some investors got hurt in various ways by that. They you need to get these things in the correct proportions within a portfolio. Yes, and you need to hold a diversified portfolio because all of these assets behave in slightly different ways. And there are, as you rightly say, there are very good reasons to hold these assets. I mean, you know, commercial property actually offers investors a relatively high and um, reliable earning stream um, because, um, you know, if, if a building is rented out to a blue chip, high quality tenant, um, they will. They are very likely to continue paying paying their rent. So, um, in a, in an environment where finding income has been difficult, then commercial property has had a real role to play um, uh, in uh, in meeting that need uh, of of investors. And gold has different. Um, characteristics as we've said it can be a hedge against inflation it can be a hedge against uncertainty so if you put those together in a in a in a portfolio which may which probably also holds shares and bonds um maybe some cash um uh you know that starts to become a a more diversified portfolio which can give you a smoother ride so that's a good thing but i think you have to recognize the fact that there will be times in the cycle when these assets individually don't work Uh, and maybe we're in the middle of one of those periods with commercial property when there's you know we're we're seeing a a reset downwards in property prices now in due course of course that will mean that property will probably be attractive again yeah um, because it's going to start relatively paying a higher yield probably still quite a safe yield once the market settles just feels that that moment is not now not now and, and and just finally in this in terms of this conversation then i mean it, it really feels like the financial markets are casting around looking for the next consequence of 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 higher rates and exactly how it's going to sort of manifest in in the real economy and we can probably expect all sorts of sharp sudden movements in one part of the financial world and that will probably shift through this year. Yes, and I think that's exactly what we've seen over the last year or so. You know, to, the, the first impact showed up in uh, the stock market, in technology stocks. They, mm. they, you know, we've discussed this before. We don't need to go over the details now, but they are particularly exposed to rising uh, interest rates. And because the stock market is so good at, um, uh, you know, seeing straws in the wind, seeing things ahead of time, anticipating mm-hmm. uh, issues. That was the first thing that happened. Then more recently, we've had the, it shown up in the banks. Um, we're now starting to shift towards a, a focus on commercial property. And probably there'll be something else next yeah. around the corner. But you're right. It, it, it goes it goes um, in, in a cycle and, um, and, and one thing after the other. And, and, but, but very much the focus at the moment does feel like it's on commercial property. Okay, well, Tom, that is uh, quite a detailed one, but hopefully useful to, to listeners as well. That is all the time we have for now. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Ed.
Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.